I've been praying for the non-believers. All my neighbors thinking I will leave her. Awful eager to fall for all deceivers. They don't care what the creator prefers. They don't believe in walking up to Peter. They don't believe in God, Jesus either. Go from breeders and the instant reapers. Listen to the tweeters, the twisted leaders, misdemeanors. Then you go for felonies. Hello and welcome to Be Vigilant. I'm your host, Matt Dean. Today with me, as always, is my wife and co-host, Becky. Today's show is brought to you by Valerie M. We are so thankful for your continued prayers and support, keeping us on ACN 3 p.m. on Thursdays. Becky, what's going on today? You know the answer. To I that. know. I, I'm not going to try to put any feelings in your uh, mind tonight or try to say that you're doing great as you scowl at me. But no, we are glad to be on ACN. We are. Excited to do the show again today. There's a lot to talk about. There's a lot of God's Word we want to talk about. But once again, please, if you like our show, you can find it where you download your podcast. Share it with your friends. Share it on social media. It's more than just here on ACN. We think your friends and family might like it. Becky puts it on Facebook every time that there's a new episode. You can go on Podbean, Amazon, Spotify. Check us out. Share us with people you don't like. Maybe we'll upset them. Now, hey, there's a good marketing strategy. Share us with people you don't like. Might work. Hey, and if you like what we do here and you want to help support us, we are listener-funded. Give us a text, call 509-818-7818. We'd love to partner, partner with you. If you have a business and you'd like to advertise on our show, we could work that out as well. We just want to continue doing what we're doing. I think that God's behind what we're doing. Yes. Because anytime you're sharing his word and sharing the truth, I believe God's behind that. Right? Mm-hmm. Maybe. <clears throat> Speaking of God's word, today I wanted to read a good verse that stuck out in my mind. It's a while ago when I highlighted this one, but it's from First Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 6. Therefore, let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. For they that sleep, sleep in the night, and they that be drunken are drunken in the night. But let us, who are of the day, be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and for an helmet, the hope of salvation. I just like that. That's a, it's the truth. And if you, if you like the title of our show, Be Vigilant, the rest, that comes from First Peter 5, 8. Mm-hmm. Be sober, be vigilant. And to me, it, it's verses like these right now that are, strengthening our resolve so to speak mm-hmm. or can strengthen your resolve right let us not sleep as others do they're not talking about don't sleep on your side back or mm-hmm. stomach like others do be awake pay attention yeah be watching this is what paul is saying as he wrote this letter you could think that the times were and you know those people in the first century churches they thought Jesus was coming back pretty quick, right? A lot of them. Mm-hmm. Yep. So they were probably seeing the signs of the times as well. But just think about the, those times as well, what they were looking at. Jews, Gentiles, you know, Romans, Greeks. Mm-hmm. And here's a group of wild and crazy kids preaching the gospel of Jesus. But there was probably a lot of people that were not wanting to hear that. Sounds similar. Yeah. To today. To, you're in good company, I guess you could say. Because Paul was a pretty smart man. Mm-hmm. I've been listening to 
a couple sermons by my old buddy Chuck. Mm-hmm. Charles Lawson, preacher out of Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Talking about how the the I don't know all Jews, but they tried to cancel Paul basically mm-hmm. in today's terms. And in order to do that, you also have to cancel Luke. Might as well just throw out the whole New Testament. Mm-hmm. But Paul knew what he was talking about. He wasn't a false whatever. Yeah. I mean, if we're to dig into Paul, too, where was he when he wrote these letters? You know, there was a lot of times he was imprisoned mm-hmm. and it didn't stop him. Nope. It didn't stop him from sharing the gospel with the man imprisoning him, with the guards. Mm-hmm. So to say, when he's telling us there, therefore not let us, let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. And you know, you've heard my story before, being in recovery, I like seeing sober because yeah, it re-encourages re- me or <laughs> reinvigorates me to stay sober. Mm-hmm. But I understand here when they're saying sober is to be somber, is to be serious, serious about the word. Which I always say, it's hard to be serious if you're not sober. Yeah. I was a pretty goofy drunk. Goofy, that's a nice word. Yeah, that's what we're going to say. <laughs> but it's true. We we need to be somber. We need to be serious about, look back to the line before that, staying awake, staying vigilant. Which also means watchful. Yeah. Here's, here's a ponder thought. I wonder if Paul and Peter ever wrote at the same time. What, like, got matching notebooks? And or they were just down. writing letters, you know, because they were missionaries in the book of Acts, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They would meet, and then they'd split off, and it seemed like they would come back together, right? They had disputes. I don't want to take so-and-so. You offended me. <laughs> and Paul said, I'll take him. He's my cousin, whatever. I think that's how the story goes. Are you making stuff up? No. Oh. It, he didn't say, I think he said he was my family, whatever. <laughs> but, and it might have been the other way. Yeah. Anyway, I guess in my mind, as I envision Peter and Paul on their missionary journeys, because they're kind of, you know, the two of the main ones, right, in the book of Acts, there's Stephen and Silas and Barnabas. Yeah. But I think Silas and Barnabas would always go with one of them, Mm -hmm. right? So I wonder if they ever wrote together, because to me, when I read both the letters that Paul wrote and what Peter wrote, I've said this before too, that Peter always sits with me more, you know, the blue collar. You know, just right to the point, Mm -hmm. whereas Paul was much more elaborate, eloquent, how he wrote. Mm -hmm. Poetic. Poetic. If they ever wrote together and Peter was looking, you know, why are you putting all those words in there? (laughs) Be so revisioned. Go on. Yeah, get to the point. (laughs) That was just a, you know, random thought I had because they were at the same time doing Mm -hmm. the same job. Yeah. Then I wonder if Peter ever rubs it in like, I met the Lord when he was alive. (laughs) I doubt it. I don't know. He chopped off a dude's ear once. Yeah, well. <laughs> I bet you he did. Anyways, going on, right? For they that sleep, sleep in the night, and they that are be drunken are drunken in the night. Like, you know, people used to tell me nothing good ever happens after, what, 9, 11 o'clock at night. Yeah. That's probably where they got it. But when you're sleeping, you know, if, if you're asleep like them, you could follow them down these paths. Is what I'm getting, right? Mm-hmm. But let us... Whoever the day be sober, put it on the breastplate of faith and love and for and helmet, the hope of salvation. Put on that breastplate of faith and love because that is what is going to stop those arrows that Satan slings at you. The fiery dart. Yeah. Let that stop that. Because this is 
these are the times that you were born for, mm-hmm. Esther, right? Yep. You might not think so. You might think that I'm just here to take up space until the Lord comes back or till I go to be with him. Mm-hmm. No, you were created for a time such as this, whatever that may be. Sharing the gospel with your neighbor, mm-hmm. teaching a Sunday school. This is not new. If you've listened to our show, you've heard this before, but I want to be an encouragement. Maybe it's standing in front of a Safeway and giving out tracks. I don't know. Hmm. God, you and God can come up with that plan. Yeah. God has given me my plan, and it's it's tough. It's scary. Mm-hmm. And that's it's going to be tough and scary for anybody. Mm-hmm. He said, pick up your cross daily and follow after me. I've talked to the the youth about this before you can search engine this whatever you use for search engines these days you can google it if you want how much that the cross that the physical cross that jesus had to carry based on the type of wood they had and the size of it and everything you know estimates between four and six hundred pounds it's a lot he carried it Mm -hmm. because he knew what he had to do yeah and so then when he also says pick up your cross and carry it daily he's not like saying put this little two toothpicks over your shoulder and take a stroll with me. Right. He's saying you're going to have to work. Yeah. You're going to have to face adversity. You're going to have to fight through persecution. He also says that. You're going to be hated. Yeah. But don't worry because they hated me first. Mm-hmm. You're in good company again. Yep. But to get back to the encouraging part, God has a plan for you. You need to stay awake to see what it is. You need to be in prayer. Pray for wisdom and knowledge. I don't know what it is. I just... I pray that before it's too late that you give in to God's will and that you take those steps for him. Mm-hmm. You could be that key to someone's salvation. That's all I'm saying. Yep. You could be the next Joel Osteen. Shut up. I'm kidding. I would never wish that on anyone. No. But you could be somebody's strength when they're having another Christian that's having a hard time. Mm-hmm. You could be... Their sounding board, you could be whatever it is. You know, I can go on all day with things that you could be that God's got a plan for you. I'm just saying, don't sell yourself short and get out there and allow God to use you. Mm-hmm. We are in perilous times. I know when Jesus is coming back. I'm not going to share that with you. Oh, you have the date? Yep. Date, wow. time. This dude on the street told me he had oh. it. I'm kidding again. But I can tell you, and this is not, you know, original to me. I've heard many men say this before. Today, we are closer to the return than yesterday. Yes. Today, we are the closer to death than we were yesterday. That's just a sad fact. We're getting older. Yep. Unless you're Benjamin Button. That's not a real thing. Oh, it's not? I thought that was based on a true story. <sighs> yes. Moving on. Anyways. But this is the truth. We're in perilous times. We could see that, you know, men lusting after themselves, putting themselves first. What's the, there's another one of those lists in the Bible, um, natural affection. They, mm-hmm. We won't have natural affection. And I've heard that to be said as far as um, men won't want women anymore than want men. But it's also why we have abortion hmm. i don't know how i guess it just made me think of that i don't know how we got here but is that in timothy that so, list yeah i think so but it's um and it's why we're so desensitized to 
murder because mm-hmm. life is disposable to us now because we don't have that natural affection for our own people. Yeah. Like, how can you talk about a baby in your womb as a disposable thing, as not even a human yet? Mm-hmm. Because you don't have that natural affection anymore. And that just, that becomes more and more obvious with each generation, how people get so enraged because someone's a pro-lifer. Yeah. Man, imagine how mad they'd get if you were an abolitionist. I mean, I heard these people yelling at Kristen Hawkins. Who's just pro-life. Yeah. I mean, she does a great job. But Students she for Life of America. Yep. Yeah, and she stands her ground, but they don't think that abortion should be criminalized, and they say that. Mm-hmm. These aren't let, words I'm putting in their mouth. Let them meet us. Yeah. So... I forgot where I was going with that. Anyways. How mad these yeah. pink-haired demons get. The dudes, even. like Yeah. So now, I'm, now you're forcing me to side with feminists by saying, where do you get off? Yeah. Getting so mad about abortion. It's crazy. <laughs> these... but, but then I guess it, go, it goes back to that gives him the ability to... You know, be free and do whatever he wants. Yeah. Because Not, there's no consequences. No consequence for your actions. Child, yeah. Calling good evil and evil good. That's mm-hmm. where we're at today. Mm-hmm. Matthew 24. Mm-hmm. And it, it is true, going back to the abortion, this is the hot button topic for Christians. But to even expand on that a little bit, like Becky said, murder. Mm-hmm. You can't turn on the news and not hear about murder. The collapse of the family, the moral value, and I'm not saying there wasn't murder. David murdered Uriah. I'm not saying this is something new, but man. But it's a lot more. I've had to step back and recalibrate who I am because murder is horrible. Taking And we're so desensitized to that, we should shed a tear Mm -hmm. or tears every time we hear of a lost life. Mm -hmm. Car accidents where people die. Right? Any of these things. God values life because he gave it to us. No matter who it is, unfortunately, even our worst enemies. Mm-hmm. And you can't become not desensitized to it. Where in the last 21, 22 years, we've been in a constant state of war. Mm-hmm. A war on terror, a war on this, a war on that. And we watched as young men and women would go to the desert and not come back. Or they'd come back maimed. But that's just our side. They were killing while they were over there as well. Mm-hmm. And this is from someone that was in the military. I'm an anti-war. I'm a 1969 mm-hmm. make peace, not war, hippie now. If I could have long hair, I would do it. Because I don't believe that Jesus would sanction these bureaucratic, elitist wars that send young men and women to die. Mm-hmm. And you could come back at me. We were going over there and killing Muslims and yada, yada, yada. I would challenge you with this because I have been told that before. Would God have you go over there on a mission to spread the gospel or go over there with an M16? Both. He'd send you over there with a Bible first. Well, I know. But this is what I'm saying. I don't believe that that war was justified. Well, it wasn't because we went to war on false pretenses, under Mm -hmm. false pretenses. George Bush. Yeah. We're going to get Osama bin Laden in Afghanistan. A CIA agent. Yeah, and now we're fighting in Iraq and overthrowing a dictator. 
And here's what I said. I don't know if I said it on this show before, but I listened to Christian preachers from Iraq that were over there doing God's word and said it was easier for them to share the gospel with Saddam in power. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. He was probably a bad guy. He probably killed people. Yes, he, he, was. he was. He was a horrible human being. So are we, though. Our dictators yeah. that run our country. Yes. And our regime-changing people. So they are all just as evil, but I think uh, Who, we Saddam don't know. was a little more violent. Yeah. Maybe had a few more bodies. But a what few he, more. What he did was kept order. And so these Christians Through could fear. preach whatever it was, because then when you took him out, it was back to the sex, the sext that different wa- groups, different groups <laughs> that were vying for power. Yeah. Well, and, see, but none of them wanted Christians. So they started murdering them. created a vacuum. They mm-hmm. took him out and Obama and ISIS came in. Yeah. And then we elected Obama. Mm-hmm. Good times. That was crazy how we went from yeah, staying I awake. I don't know how this I went. hope you guys enjoyed that. <laughs> but what we're talking about, going back to First Thess- Thessalonians 5, 6, we need to be ready. We need to be awake, and we need to be doing what we're supposed to, which is the Great Commission. Mm-hmm. Whatever that looks like in your life. Mm-hmm. Go. Do. All right, I'm out of here. All right. Becky's got to go do the Great Commission. I guess it's just me for the rest of the time. You guys will probably be bored. Because mm-hmm. we know you like Becky more than me. Most people do. It's fine. <laughs> I'll cry later. So I did want to go over a couple topics in the news. I want to start out with my least favorite Speaker of the House. With our Sen- most favorite fake place that doesn't really exist. Yeah. My, my least favorite Speaker of the House since Nancy Pelosi. There's only but this one. I get it. Kevin McCarthy. I'm pretty sure he's got a boyfriend. Yeah, because why would you need a roommate at your age and, and your, your salary? Yeah. Anyway. Just be open with it, man. So the, this is from uh, the website National File. You can go to nationalfile.com, and this one's written by Patrick Howley. I like most stuff that he writes because it is pretty investigative, the stuff that he gets his hands on. The title is Bohemian Grove Participant Kevin McCarthy Accused of Wearing Bohemian Club Logo in Hawaii. So if you're not crazy truthers like Becky and I and you don't know what Bohemian Grove is, it's this camp, adult summer camp that goes on in the... I believe it's $10,000 a year If not 100000 The people are there. And anyways, it's an adult summer camp. It's held in the, the Redwood Forest in California up in some weird little hippie weed-growing town. Not weed, California, but they grow weed in this town. That's what they're known for. But anyways, this article is saying that Kevin McCarthy goes there. And most of our world leaders and rich people, I can't remember if Donald Trump's ever been there, but if you haven't checked it out, you can go find uh, that crazy dude in Austin. Alex Jones. Alex Jones snuck in there. Oh, yeah. That was when I decided I had a little bit of respect for him. was when he... Yeah. Infiltrated Bohemian Grove. And people, they do human sacrifices there. Do not let anybody fool you. Yeah. It's not, they say that it's a fake ritual that they don't have real humans being sacrificed. Nah, it's real. They worship a giant owl. Mm-hmm. Becky can tell you more about the owl symbolism in. I don't 
I would have to look. It's been a while since oh, I've... We don't have that much time either. It's, it's an evil... It's a. It was from Bale Worship. I'm pretty sure yes. the owl had something to do with it. So they have this giant uh, burned in effigy owl thing at this summer camp in Bohemian Grove. And so the article says, Globalist Republican U.S. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy has been accused of appearing in public in Hawaii. In Hawaii. Odd. Wearing the owl logo of the Bohemian Club, the elitist group that runs the globalist occult hangout Bohemian Grove. It says this comes just after, just weeks after McCarthy attended Bohemian Grove. Wait, he went this year? Anyways, <laughs> the site of the disturbing allegations of ritual child sex abuse and documented evidence of occult ceremonies. Right, the, it goes on to say the American people are still asking questions about what really happened in Hawaii during destructive wildfires that have left numerous children missing. Hmm. Take a, you can take a look at the logo here. The Bohemian Club, and he is wearing the exact same owl on his polo. Hmm. I don't care. Call me a conspiracy theorist, but he is. And he was there this year. So this elitist club. Why was he in Hawaii? Probably to survey the destruction. Or all those missing children from Hawaii. Yeah, whatever it was. Gathering them. Kevin McCarthy is not a good dude. And when they opposed his becoming Speaker of the House, I had more respect for Matt Gates and that whole crew who, you know, they might have filthy mouths and they might not be Christians, but they were standing up for the underdog. Mm-hmm. And I've seen Christian leaders praising Kevin McCarthy. No. First of all, he's a global elitist. Mm-hmm. Second of all, could be a homosexual. Not that that can't make you a, ba- a good or bad politician, but maybe we shouldn't praise them from the pulpits. Mm-hmm. So look into this some more. Bohemian Grove. Google it. You might be on a list after that. If you're not on a list, then you're not doing your job. Yeah. Just going to say that. Just want to say you'd be in good company there. Yeah. So if you did listen to last week's show, the plea I put out at the end of the show was for January 6th prisoners. I'm going to bring it up again today because mm-hmm. over the last week, it was the day after I asked for people to call your representatives and to say that these men and women need to be released. They started sentencing Proud Boys, mm-hmm. the group of anti-Antifa, Western chauvinists, whatever you want to call it. The, the people call the Proud Boys racist, and we're going to start white with— White supremacists. Is that what it is? Not just racist. They're white supremacists. Yes. So the Proud Boys de facto leader at the time was a man named Enrique Terrio. Sounds white to me. Yeah, he looks pretty white. Here's a joke I heard. Antifa is actually asking Proud Boys how to recruit people of color. <laughs> so Enrique Terrio, he is of Latin descent, I believe, and maybe black. I never met him. I didn't ask. Hey, hey what are you? What are you? But you can clearly see. He got a 22-year prison sentence today for the Capitol riots. And I'm reading this from Breitbart. You can go on to Breitbart. You can go on to some of the other ones and find it. But this is by, uh, looks like Jordan Dixon Hamilton. Former Proud Boys leader Enrique Terrio received 22 years in federal prison on Tuesday, a record high sentence for the January 6, 2021 defendants. Here's another thing I wanted to point out. If you're reading any news article and it says a January 6 Capitol riot participant a capital insurrection stop reading it right there mm-hmm. that was an event that happened on january 6th it was none of that if you if whatever you're reading 
calls January 6th anything but what it was, you need to stop. Because, a four-hour interruption. Yeah. That's what it was. The only people that were killed were killed by the Capitol Police, shot in cold blood, Ashley Babbitt. So this man, Enrico Terrio, Terrio surpasses the Oath Keepers founder, Stuart Rhodes, and former Proud Boys leader, Ethan Nord Nordine's previous record high of 18 years. So in the last week, we've seen somebody get 12, 15, 17, and now 22 years. Here's the kicker for this January 6th kerfuffle. Call it that. Enrique Terrio wasn't even in D.C., mm -hmm. but he got seditious conspiracy. This is the banana republic that we now live in. My call for you would be to reach out to whoever you can to get these things overturned. Yeah, this isn't—it's unspeakable. 22 years in prison. Yeah. Federal prison. So— You can't even break out of federal prison. Yeah. And so what was it? Uh, I said the guy's name the other day, and you had heard of him. Was he a, a migrant here who had actually raped young girls, four and six, mm -hmm. and got probation? Yeah. This man liked wearing black and yellow polos and marching against Antifa, both good in my book. I like polos. <laughs> Was not there and got 22 years. So if Antifa is just a concept or whatever the libtards want you to think, yeah. Wouldn't the Proud Boys be that? No. This is the two, the double-tiered, multi-tiered, let's say that, yep. justice system that we're living in. Anybody that is on the side of Donald Trump, and it's weird to say because I'm not a Donald Trump guy, but what's he got, four or five indictments now? Mm -hmm. They're trying to roll it all up and make these people criminals. I know you're going to have family because I have family and friends that say this guy got what he deserved. How? Yeah. Justify that. You can't. Exactly. When I mean, murderers walk free, attempted murderers spend yeah. a year in prison. Homicide. The most you can get for homicide is nine years. It, it's and ridiculous. That's in state prison. You're probably going to do 65% of that. And so here would be my prayer is that Donald Trump does get reelected because he'll pardon all these people. Mm -hmm. He better. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He said he pardoned himself. Once again, never forget the January 6th political prisoners that are still in jail. These men that are getting sentenced to decades for being in Washington, D.C., for not being in D.C. It's just wild. Mm -hmm. That's about all the time we have for today. We thank you guys for tuning in. If you like what you hear, 509-818-7818. Like to be on the show, we'd like to have you. Becky, I thank you for your input today. Yes, I gave a lot. It helped me out. <laughs> for Becky, I'm Matt. Until next time, remember, be sober, be vigilant. Goodbye. To the old me. God made me anew. And I'm so grateful. I'm lucky I'm even in the room. I know they wanna kill kids in the womb. Try to get to heaven. Here's the interview. Praying soon enough.